Oh, I made myself a little sad. <laughs> nah, I don't give a fuck. Oh, now I'm a little sad. Ain't never giving a fuck. Welcome to Back in the Field. My name is Carl. And my name is Arthi. And today we're talking about Chopper. Chopper. That Boston Boyston. accent he does. Boyston. Is it really Boyston? No, it's no. not Boyston. It's <laughs> Boylston. What? Oh, it's a Boston joke. There's a place in Boston called Boylston. There's um, a number of things in Boston called Boylston. Dude was rich. You know how it do. Sort of like Astor in New York? No, nothing like that. What do you mean? No, yeah, a little bit like that. <laughs> Does Madeline Wunsch have a Boston accent? I can't tell. She almost went to Boston once. That's true. she has a little bit of a Boston accent. I don't know what Kira Sedgwick's natural accent is, because I've only ever seen her talking for 30 seconds at a time in an interview, or full-time as somebody who's from Atlanta. So, who fucking knows? So there was an episode this week. Yes. I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah, I had a good time. Uh, let's, uh, let's recap it for the viewers at home. Viewers? Sure. Listeners. Uh, Jake is on the trail of the Fulton Four, who are being knocked off one by one by one of their members. Uh, they were long arrested and hid $21 million somewhere. Jake is trying to solve the case, but Madeline Wunsch is breathing down the necks of the 9-9. Holt tries to be a wet blanket, but fails. They solve the case, and then Holt is reassigned to a desk job for being such a hero. Uh, in the B-plot, Terry has allowed a, uh, a magnet grade school field trip to come to the 9-9 in order to try to get Cagney and Lacey off the wait list. This eventually works their trials and tribulations, you know, sitcom stuff. There's a bag of hands involved in making sure it all goes smooth. And crime scene photos. The bag of hands is more impressive. I think so too. Although, what was it? The what was the joke from Forty Eight Hours? You caught a guy on the subway with a bag of human ears. Yeah, this is worse. Um, this is definitely way worse. Yeah. I really enjoyed this episode. I thought it was really funny and it was really fun. Mm-hmm. Had a helicopter. Yeah, I thought it was fun too. I I think the the various forces were in good balance. Yeah, although I will say that um, I will say that the B plot, well, we had we had speculated about what the B plot would be and like what it might contain. And we were wrong, super wrong. It was a little disappointing that our three female leads barely interacted this episode. Moreover, like it, sa- it seems like all of their interaction happened off screen or was left on the cutting room floor. I kind of suspect a lot of this episode ended up getting cut. Yeah, there were some uh, there were some moments like I liked how Rosa reacted to Amy continuing to embarrass herself with thinking that it's cool to befriend a school administrator. Like Rosa basically just says, "Oh, Amy," and it's cute, but it's not a substantive forwarding of friendship or dish about feels. It's all we wanted. That said, we had hoped in our speculation last week that we would see. Like how in Unsolvable last year, the A-plot there ended up working to further 
the like overall season's shipping arc. I was hoping that we would see some uh, a callback to that again here. I think that what we can take away from that is that the overall arc of this season has nothing to do with shipping. Mm-mm. The overall arc of the season is and has been about the stability of Holt's career. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the most direct tie-in you could have. I mean, you suggested before the episode that they might be going for a fake-out, but putting aside that really remote possibility, we know that this is going to be a huge deal in next week's finale. And we should we should elucidate for the audience what um, the fake-out I talked about was earlier. I, I mentioned that there's the possibility that the show could still kind of pull a bait-and-switch and have us think that it's Holt who's going to get pushed out and it's somebody else, possibly Rosa, like we've speculated before, like her moving out instead. Moving out, like big air quotes. Yeah. But it, I think you said very smartly before we started recording that this is not a show being written for fans like us. This is a show being written for... People who haven't read every piece of promo material who, you know, aren't figuring out where they're going to go and hoping they do they surprise them. Like that's not the audience that watches TV. Yeah. Wasn't it was it was it thirty percent or three percent? Thirty percent. Three percent would be vanishingly low. Yeah. Of of the audience is watching every single episode. Yeah. Yeah. That's like incredible to think about that like only one in three people who watch any given show watch every single episode they're writing for that audience right so as much as i would have wished we would have wished for the women to actually talk about amy's feels for jake and like what else is happening that that audience would have liked that sure it would have been really useful for them too yes but we aren't gonna see a major massive insane fake out I mean, they did kind of do that with with Gina and, and Boyle. Mm-hmm. So they might do something, but like... Well, I think... I mean, it's possible that it's Gina kissing Jake. <laughs> it's not possible. Well, by fake out, in this case, it's really more like a bait and switch, right? Where they switch out who has to leave the 9-9 right before the season break. Now, if we're talking about the thing in the promo, that's something else. And we'll get to that later. But... I, which I haven't seen. <laughs> I'm resisting, goddammit. But I know what happens. The um, What gets me about the B-plot is that none of the women interact substantially for any length of time. And while I liked all the notes it hit, I, this is one of the probably one of the few times where I wanted more of the B-plot. And I also feel like, once again, <laughs> Rosa didn't have much to do. Uh, Rosa got to show preaching the bag of hands. I'm pretty sure she's happy. But it happened all off screen. Like, well, did you want them to put a bag of hands on screen? I mean, no. But but what I'm saying is like that. Weird, Arthy. <laughs> I didn't want to see a bag of hands. No. Well, anyway, I'm disappointed in you, B plot. You were lackluster, and you should feel bad. I'm disappointed that you have another goddamn Carl. So yeah, I shouted that out like first thing. Did I tag you in that? I can't remember. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I knew you'd be mad. I was running an RPG. Oh, yeah. I was too busy being a nerd to be mad. Now I'm mad. (laughs) Tell us about your anger, Carl. Learn a new name. (laughs) Come on. There aren't as many people in the world named Carl as there are on your fucking show. (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) I work for a large company and there are no other Carls in it. 
the only one of the directory. You know what I'm and hoping... And it's run by Germans. <laughs> I, I know you want them to use a different name for people. Yep. But I'm truly hoping that one day two, two would-be witness types are named after you and me. But then the one that's named Carl will be shaped like a potato. As they are always shaped like a potato. <laughs> I, I would hope that your XP isn't shaped like a potato. Like what isn't? Your XP? EXP oh, line. right, that. Yeah. You're a canon ambassador there. My what? The, um... All of, all of my canon ambassadors have been shaped like potatoes. I know, and I hope that the Potato. one is... But the one is actually... I'm surprised they even, like, acknowledge my existence, considering how potato-shaped I seem to them. <laughs> but Carl, none of them are shouting out to you specifically. Oh, right. Just your name. invisible. <laughs> so, let's talk about the A-plot. So there was a Carl. Victory! Victory. Nailed it. There was a Carl. There was a Carl. He died. He was the first death. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't even get to be potato-like. He just died. Yep. I was actually kind of disappointed that Amy wasn't involved with the A-plot. She clearly had more background. In, like, she was the one who was like, oh, that's the thing with the people in the place. And, and Jake was like, yes, you are correct. There wouldn't have been room in the chopper. I love that boy was like, I call middle seat. I actually did love that. I thought that that was a really good de- demonstration with character because it's a little dorky, but it's also deeply considerate. Because he, like, has the shortest legs and he's just, like... Owning it, so he's just like, "Oh yeah, you guys should have more like room. I'll be in the middle." <laughs> Makes more sense than a car, but I like the idea that Boyle likes when people are like, like being like smushed in between people. He finds it comforting. I hadn't gone for that angle, but yeah, I think that's actually what it is. That's probably part of it. Probably. Maybe he's really f- afraid of windows. Also possible. Jake and Charles have the best friendship in this episode. In this episode, Jake and Charles have the best friendship on I mean, display. They often have the best friendship. But it's re- clearly reached a new level. Like, they're <laughs> on the I love you basis. <laughs> or the love you bud basis, as it were. I am going to have to disagree with last week's statement, which is I think this should be under Bower's Emmy reel. Tell me more, Carl. Well, I think you are wrong, and I'm saying it on air. Okay. Let's fight. But specifically, I think that Fisticuffs. the range of emotions that Andre Brower is displaying here is really uh, deep and interesting. I mean, I, I prefer him to, you know, be feeling things more deeply than to do the whole robot thing. And in this episode, he's, you know, really twisted up. Um... He also, you know, he lets himself go a little bit. He has some fun. He has some good lines. But mostly, like, when he's angry, he looks really intimidating. It's like he's a different person. So here's why I disagree that this should be his Emmy submit and not and not uh, the one with the dinner party with uh, Holt and Kevin. And Was that ACDC? Yeah, I think so. Here's why I, th- I think that one should be the submit and not this one. Sometimes it's about, like, I, I, I agree that this episode has a much more compelling range of emotions mm-hmm. of, from, Holt, from, like, Holt, and that, like, the performance is nuanced, it's multifaceted, it's, it's, it's an excellent, like, character-building performance. Yes. That, those are the criteria for a dramatic Emmy. Well, you should go for that. 
This is a comedy. Oh, okay. So, and, and the Emmy voters are very, like... Dickish? Old people. They believe that, like, comedian... Like, for a comedy Emmy, you should be funny. Like, that's kind of all they're looking for. Well, that's fair. <laughs> that's, that's it. Just how funny you are. And so... I remember when I was in How Met Your Mother fandom, a lot of us being like, oh, yeah, because it was uh, season uh, four where they gave Neil Patrick Harris's character a bunch of really excellent writing and and work and, like, both comedic and dramatic. And we're like, oh, he's going to get the Emmy this year. And he fucking didn't. And do you know why? Because he went up against the fucking Big Bang Theory. And as much and as... apparently the Emmy like the Big Bang Theory. They do, but specifically, they keep awarding it to the guy who plays Sheldon. Yeah. And if you look at what Sheldon does, Sheldon always gets the big laugh. He doesn't get a lot of character development at all, ever, because that's how that show is wired. But he always gets, like, the punchline. So knowing this about the Emmy, t- Emmy people, that like they like this for whatever reason. Hell, John Cryer from Two and a Half Men, he got the Emmy for Two and a Half Men, several years running. What the fuck is Two and a Half Men? I don't know what Two and a Half Men is. You, you've lived a better life for that. Trust me. The Charlie Sheen show. The Charlie Sheen... T- Charlie Sheen has a show? Had a sitcom for a I while. I thought he was just a douchebag. He, he's, he, he comes from a pedigree, but yes... I thought he was just the relative of good actors who was a douchebag. I didn't know he had a fucking show. He had a career for a while. Man. Fuck him. Yep. The point here is that John Cryer on Two and a Half Men won an Emmy for the exact same fucking shit. Chuck Lorre is this person. What for Chuck Lorre? Chuck Lorre is the showrunner for both Two and a Half Men and The Big Bang Theory. Oh, he must have stopped. Yes. Jonathan Francis. Yeah. Back to the Emmys. While I agree that your points about Captain Holt in this episode are 100% on point, that's not how Emmys work. It's sort of the long and the short of it. I don't know shit about Emmys, it turns out. It's okay. Politics of television are cray. Politics of television award shows are cray. Also politics of television. Yeah. We're not great at doing topics podcasts anymore, are we? Were we ever? God. Yes. Okay, let's talk about Jake and Holt. Yeah, okay. Because I just want to talk about finale stuff at Do the end. Do you ship it? <laughs> That's an obvious... Do you ship it in this episode? Mm, actually, no, I ship more Jake Charles in this episode. You're falling down on the job. I am not. Yeah, you are. Maybe I ship OT3. You didn't ask that. And the answer is always. they have been handcuffed together. All three of them, yeah. They're, but they don't, like, compliment each other in a relationship. I don't disagree. But, you know, I could see it happening. Maybe not see it so much as, like, I could buy it. I could believe it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So Jake and Holt. (laughs) (laughs) They're both in a helicopter. I mean, chopper. So I love that... They've got a pretty relentless energy going on in this episode. And I like that, like... In in some ways, this a plot. Have we seen the three of them working together? Yep, safe house. I meant since then. Uh. Mm, no. I feel like the last time Jake and Holt worked together was with Rosa or Terry. For Giggle Pig. Yeah. Holt wasn't even doing much for Giggle Pig. That's true. 
Mm-hmm. Well. Then no. I liked how, in a lot of ways, it felt very season one. Yeah, it did. That, I mean, that comes in when Jake and Holt have oppositional energy. But still, like, watching... If, if one were to watch Safe House and then watch this episode, one could see a marked difference between all three characters. Yeah, no one's handcuffed together. <laughs> Among other things. But, like, Jake is taking his job super seriously. Like, I mean, he was in Safe House also, but for, like, the wrong reasons. This is also for the wrong reasons. I don't know. He wants to solve a case. He thinks it's a... Yeah. I mean, he's being very wasteful about resources for the wrong reasons, but... Yeah. The He's actually trying to solve a case. Whereas, like, Holt seems determined... No. Holt seems resigned to their Holt, inevitable Holt failure. not to uh, emotionally over-invest in this case. Or materially over-invest, but he can't really stop that. So he's at least trying not to be too easy to get. Yeah, but, like, every time Holt talks, he's like, when we fail. Not if, yeah, yeah. but, like, when we fail, then things are going to be bad. And I just can't help but think about how that that is very Holt-like, but it's also kind of un-Holt-like. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes total sense in context of the Wunsch stuff for Holt to be like, and we're inevitably going to fail because Madeline Wunsch doesn't want us to succeed. Yeah. But it's also interesting because, like, Take, for example, the slump, mm-hmm. where Holt's like, no, you're going to have to succeed because I'm telling you to. Yeah. And this is an interesting reversion of that dynamic, where, like, in the slump, Jake is determined that, no, Jake is resigned to the fact that he's not going to solve these cases, for whatever eventually. reason. Yeah. I mean, they will eventually, like, long No, I mean, he is eventually resigned to that. Yeah. Whereas, like, in, and, and in that one, Holt's like, no, you're going to win, or you're going to fix this. Whereas in this one, it's like, Jake's like, no, we're going to solve this. And Holt's like, nah. And while I appreciate the, like, reasons for that, it's also an interesting... I like it when we see them sort of interacting oppositionally with the opposite of what I would think. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, when I said role reversal earlier, you were like, bizarre? And I was like, well, this. Well, now I understand better. Yeah. Fist bumping sound effect. Something like that. Yeah. Um, that, <laughs> that said, my favorite one-off thing in this episode is that, like, sudden pan out in the in the briefing room to see the much <laughs> painting. It's just so far up. Hovering it over the... It must have been so hard to install there. <laughs> what was it? He says, he says so, to a quote... Always be looking down on us, unquote. On me. Yeah. <laughs> what an amazing thing. I I really hope she comes back next season. Assuming something doesn't like unless, assuming she's not like permanently fired in season, at the end in next week's episode. Yeah, I can't see that happening. Absolutely not. She's hilarious, if nothing else. Do you think we'll ever see a real fallout from that kiss? No. Which is disappointing. Yeah, it's gross. Fuck, I hate that. I guess that's kind of all. I mean, this... Even though this episode was, like, fun, it was kind of light. Well, we don't have much to say about the B-plot, so we can't... That'll generally have what we have to say. Yeah, and I like the A-plot a lot, but it's, like... It's loving. 
It's got that loving feeling. So, you watched the finale clip. Yes, I did. Steamy, huh, listeners? Don't tell. Arthur will get upset. <laughs> so, I've been... It's tr- not that steamy. I mean, it could be steamy, but it's like 0. 0.5 seconds. So, I think it's a fake-out make-out. I'm pretty sure I'm right, right? Like, she sees someone coming up the path, and so she kisses him to distract the other person? It's very possible. But, it, I mean, that doesn't mean it won't be real. I Once mean, it's happened. Oh, that's that's the whole point of a fake out make out. Oh, we're good at her. What? <laughs> that's my sound for TV tropes. So let's talk about the finale because let's it's in a couple of days, according to when this like gets released. Let's talk about the finale. So I, sir, I, you texted me that you had seen the promo that I am refusing to see, although I have been semi spoiled for already. Because we'll see it now. I don't... The thing is, I... You don't want to see it coming? Yeah, that's kind of what it is. I want to... Like, I know what happens in it, and that's fine, but, like, I don't want to anticipate that moment happening. That That's how I want to rewatch it, right? So, here's what I'll say about... So, you've been saying for a variety of takes that we had to cut because I was being too ridiculous, that you think that it's going to be a fake-out make-out. And mm-hmm. I, what I'll say from having seen it is that I don't think Amy is that good an actress. It's pretty intense. And I don't think... I mean, so one thing I'll say is that it would never be Jake's plan. Right? He's got to tie a leash on himself. But, like, you know, he's respecting some boundaries that he's set. Yeah, exactly. That have been set as well. Yeah. uh, So what I think... Yes. I think there's a one million percent chance that they are, like, fake married or fake in a relationship for some kind of undercover thing. Yeah. And I don't think it's a fake out. I think that it's, like, Amy being like, this is too stressful, I'm going to make out with you now. Yeah. Like, I think she's like, we've been holding hands and shit, like, this is farther than we ever got in, like, all the time we've actually liked each other. Fuck this. Come here, Peralta. I think that's what happens. I, so, I saw, like, I saw a gif, like, in load. You saw a frame of it. Of the gif, yeah. And, like, I saw, basically, I saw, like, a couple frames of her, like, moving towards him. And him, like, yeah, exactly, like Godzilla. But him clearly not expecting it. Yeah, not at all. Yeah. Which I'm super into. Mm -hmm. And then I saw some friends talking about it, and they were like, she makes the first move. (laughs) Obviously. Boy, did she ever. But that's, like, for... for, for No, I, I'm super glad about yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because, like, we we had said, at least a couple times now, that at this point, like... Jake making a move is not interesting. Yeah. Moreover, I like this because it provides a nice cap to her assertion arc. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, about her... Standing up for herself and going after what she wants. Yeah. And I like that the idea of, like, her being like, fuck it, and just, like, going for it, that's, that's like, a nice way of capping that arc off. I wonder if they'll bring back Boyle Gina. Not this episode. Not in the finale? No. They've, they're going to have two very full plots. Not room. And they'll do subtle build-up. Like, they've had... They've been doing things to keep them at arm's length. Like throwing a stapler. <laughs> that was so funny. That was very funny. She threw that and I just died laughing. 
He was like, okay, bye. <laughs> okay, see you later. <laughs> you gotta know that that exact thing has happened so many times. I know, it's just hilarious. I couldn't handle it. I know that, I I think, um, for the for the finale, I think, like, I think you're right in that, I mean, the episode's called Johnny and Dora, which we know to be their, like, undercover aliases, right? I bet the episode starts with us being like, why are they all romantic? What's going on? And then we see, like, a flashback again. Do like you think- it starts with them making out? Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that'll, that'll happen, but... Actually, it might, considering that, like, the first clip they released spoiled that exact thing. Yeah, but then again, like, in the... They might just be incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> you could cut that. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping that, are you kidding? Yeah. Because it's no, not, it's maybe. not, it's not the show's team that cuts yeah, those. Yeah, it's yeah, the marketing yeah, 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 department. Yeah. But like the um, for last year's finale, we saw part of the parking lot scene too. Now we didn't see the important part. Yeah, well, maybe that's not the important part of that kiss. I don't know. No, I love that, but that would also doing the flashback structure thing. <laughs> maybe he like. He, he sees an opportunity to, like, not nah, invite. No, say it. No, maybe he's like, how dare you to, like, maintain some kind of ruse. And then he's like, what did I do? Why did I do it? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know shit. I was going to say the flashback structure would be too much like last year's finale also. Because they've never done anything that was too much like last year. <laughs> okay, but also... Did they do... I was trying to think. Have they done a flashback episode this season? Like, three days ago. Like, that kind of thing? No. No, I don't think so. Did I ever tell you about my theory about, um... About comedy people and television kissing? Nope. My theory is that most comedy people don't bother taking an acting class. Which, I can't blame them. But, like... One of the things you learn in becoming a professional actor is how to, like stage kiss right which is like obviously not like real kissing yeah and comedy people don't bother learning this so as a result they just make out (laughs) they're just kissing i mean it's like no emotional attachment beyond like you know the friends (laughs) colleagues i you know the normal feeling you have when you kiss someone what we should wrap this fucking episode i was gonna say what (laughs) So anyway, that's all we had on my little list here. I'm super excited for the finale. Me too. From all of us. To all of you. This has been Back in the Field. My name is Arthi. And my name is Carl. We'll see you next week. Bye, everyone.